Exodus 19, verses 1-8 through On the first day of the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded together, We will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to begin today by reminding you where we have been with the Israelites. Remember, we started with Moses and the Israelites on the safe side of the Red Sea. They had crossed from one side to the other, all on dry ground. God had parted the sea and allowed his people to walk over. The Israelites were being pursued by Pharaoh and his army after Pharaoh had changed his mind about releasing the Israelites from slavery. Once God's people were safely on the other side, God allowed those waters to come crashing down on top of Pharaoh and the Egyptian army, and they were all wiped away. So now God's people are free, free from slavery. They're free from Pharaoh. They are no longer being chased and hunted down. And what happens next? God leads them into the wilderness, the desert. They go from one wilderness, slavery, right into another wilderness. You see, we began this series of lessons from the wilderness with this truth. The wilderness is the norm, not the exception. The wilderness is the norm, not the exception. As we read the Old Testament and as we look back over our own lives, we realize that the wilderness is the norm, not the exception. God is often leading us, and sometimes uh, we put ourselves into the wilderness. And, but when God leads us into the wilderness, God does it on purpose and for a purpose. There's always a reason. There's always a reason for the wilderness. There's always a lesson to be learned from our time in the wilderness. Just think back over the last two months or so as we have all been in this wilderness called COVID-19. Obviously, none of us have done anything to get here. It was something beyond our control. And I don't believe that God caused the virus. I don't believe, uh, and I don't plan on getting into who or what did cause the virus. There's plenty of people doing that. But I do believe God is using this this time to teach us and to push us. I I think about what God is teaching the church, big church, not our church, but the big church. I mean, church can happen anywhere. We've learned that we have some amazing tools and resources and technology that God can use for his glory and his good. I think that this wilderness, we are learning that the church is learning that we can do church in many ways. And perhaps some of the ways we were doing church weren't the best. I think about some of the lessons I have learned personally, and perhaps you have too. Now, I knew this before, but I have, I know it even more now about how much my family means to me. 
I realize more now how much I need other people, even though I would consider myself an introvert. I'm probably a social introvert. It's good to have other people in your life. I mean, the lessons abound, but when we dig into our scripture this morning, we realize that when God leads us into the wilderness, like God did with the Israelites, and like I believe God has done with us too, is there is one overarching central purpose to it each and every single time. Listen to our scripture. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and how I carried you uh, and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. God's purpose in sending the Israelite into the wilderness was to form them into a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. God was fulfilling the promise God made to Abraham that through his offspring, the Israelites, all the peoples of the earth will be blessed. The Israelites were to be God's treasured possession. Through this nation of people, the whole world was to be blessed and to know who God was. In the wilderness and and through the wilderness and by the wilderness, God was going to shape God's people into a light to the nations, a city on a hill. That was the purpose of the wilderness. Like I said before, God had taken the Israelites out of Egypt, but the wilderness was a time God was going to use to get Egypt out of the Israelites. I think each time, each and every time God leads us into a wilderness moment, God is trying to shape us into the people of God, a holy nation, a kingdom of priests. Soon after our passage in Exodus, God would give Moses the Ten Commandments. These were the rules, the boundaries that God's people were to follow. These Ten Commandments would help shape them into a a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. I mean, God says, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, this is what will happen. And then the people respond in verse 8, We will do everything the Lord has said. But what we know to be true, because we have the ability of hindsight, is that talk is cheap. The people said one thing, but they would do another. In fact, because God spends so much time on the mountain with Moses, giving Moses the commandments and the boundaries by which to live, the people start to get impatient. They decide to make a golden calf and decide to worship it instead of God. Later, this disobedience would get so bad that God would cause the Israelites to spend 40 years in the wilderness just to get rid of an entire generation before they entered the promised land. You see, in order to become a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, the people of God have to follow fully the ways of God. That's just the bottom line. And the time in the wilderness is a time for us to learn the ways of God. We've already learned that God is with us, that God provides. We've learned that we are better together and we need each other. Now, this morning, we learn that God wants us to become a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, not for our good, but for the glory of God and the good of others. I want you to listen to Peter write in 1 Peter Uh, chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Now, I remind you that this is in the New Testament, and Exodus and the Israelite wilderness was in the Old Testament. So Peter is talking to followers of Christ. He says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. You're to be a special possession that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. 
Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You see, this idea of being a chosen people, a kingdom, a priest, a holy nation, is no longer just a Jewish idea. Because of Christ, God has flung wide the gate of salvation to all people. Remember the promise to Abraham? His offspring would be a blessing to all nations. You see, through faith in Christ, we have become the offspring of Abraham. Through Christ, now God's promise has been fully fulfilled. If you claim the name Christian and you are a Christ follower, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Now let me ask you, what's the role of a priest? What's the role of a priest? Again, in our passage from Exodus and in 1 Peter, God's people are called to be a kingdom of priests or a royal priesthood. So what does a priest do? Well, at the basic level, a priest's function is to help represent God to the people. They are God's representative. In the Old Testament, that function was regulated to Aaron and Aaron's sons and the Levites. We know that Catholics have priests, and so do other denominations. But we as good Protestants believe in the priesthood of all believers. Because of Christ and His sacrifice on the cross for us all, we go directly to God. We don't, we don't need a mediator, at least a human mediator. We can pray to God directly, talk to God directly. We are all priests. But remember what the, jo the job description of the priest was? To help represent God to the people. We are called to represent God to each other. We are called to present God to other people. We are called to be a city on a hill, a light to the nations. We are called to tell and to spread the good news of Jesus to all who will listen and who, and who have ears to hear. See, there's two things. One, the wilderness time is a time for us to be formed and shaped into the kingdom of priests and a holy nation that God desires us to be. We become the people of God by following the ways of God. Especially given the wilderness time we are in, it is a prime time to focus on prayer and reading the scripture and fasting and small groups, studying God's word, being still and quiet and listening to the voice of God. Just like the Israelites, a lot of the distractions we would have had during this time of year are gone. Sure, do we miss them? Absolutely. But just because we miss them doesn't mean they were good or necessary. God is allowing us and giving us more time to focus on Him. Remember, God provided for the Israelites the manna and the quail in their wilderness. With that, the Israelites didn't have to spend time searching for food. It was one less thing they had to do and one more way that God revealed Himself to them. But while the wilderness is a time of forming us into a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, we don't have to wait until we're out to live into that identity. We can start being priests in the wilderness now. There's a whole world out there that is hurting. There's a whole world out there that is lost, confused, hopeless. And here we are. We know the hope of the world, Jesus. It is in the wilderness and during the wilderness where we need to be sharing the hope of Christ with the world. So who in your life needs a priest to come and present the hope of Christ to them right now? Who in your life needs you to go to them and to share what Christ has done for you in your life? Listen again to what Peter says in 1 Peter 2. 
You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Those of us who have through faith received what Christ has done for us know that we were once in darkness because of our sin. We were lost too. We were without hope. And we need to remember that feeling. We need to remember that feeling so that we will never want another human being to feel that way. We were once in darkness because God has brought us into His wonderful light. We were once not a people, but now we are a people. We once did not know or have mercy, but now we have received mercy. As God told the Israelites, you yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and, have, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. You see, the Israelite story is our story. We were once slaves to sin, but through Christ we have been made free. God has carried us on the wings of eagles and brought us to himself. Now, even in the wilderness, we are called to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation to present the hope of Christ to the world. Again, who needs to hear about the hope of Christ that only you can speak to, that they will only listen to you? God is using this wilderness moment to prepare us to speak the hope of Christ to the world starting in perhaps our own backyards or even in our own homes. Don't let this moment pass you by. Don't miss this opportunity when so many people are more receptive than they have ever been to hearing the good news of Jesus. And perhaps you are that someone who needs to hear the good news of Jesus. Perhaps it has taken this wilderness moment for you to realize how much God has done for you, how much God has been there with you all along. Perhaps you have been walking in darkness. You've never felt like you belong anywhere. It is only now that you realize that God wants you to be in His family. And through Jesus, you can walk out of the darkness, the darkness of sin, and into a new life. With Jesus. Don't let this wilderness moment pass you by. Don't go back to normal and your old routine and miss this tug from God on your heart and life. Receive through faith that God loves you so much that He sent His Son Jesus to live and to die for your sins, for my sins, for all of our sins, so that we could walk into the light of a new life in Him. I pray you begin a relationship with God today. Listen, I hope and pray we won't be like the Israelites. They said they would listen to God. They said they would follow His commands and His covenants. But ultimately, those words proved to be empty. We have an opportunity in, the wilderness, in this wilderness to follow the ways of God in order to be formed into the people of God. What a holy privilege we have to be God's representatives here on earth. Let's not take it lightly. Remember this. God loves you. And I love you. Amen.